Welcome to the MBA Insider Podcast. I'm your host, Al D. This is a show designed for aspiring current and former MBAs looking for advice on how you can grow your career through an MBA degree. During each episode, I'll talk to MBA students, graduates, and leaders about the MBA experience, navigating the workplace, and career development so you can learn how to develop and achieve your own version of career success through an MBA and beyond. Welcome to the MBA Insider Podcast. My name is Al D. I'm the host of the MBA Insider Podcast and the founder of MBAschool.com. Today, I have another solo episode where I'm actually sharing an excerpt of a talk I recently gave about six principles for managing your career in today's workplace. I wanted to share this because I got a couple emails from folks who suggested that I do a couple more solo episodes on some general career guidance and advice. And I recently gave this talk and it got a lot of good feedback. And so I wanted to share it with my listeners in hopes that this can be helpful, whether you're thinking about an MBA or anything else to grow and develop your career. So I'm going to share this talk and I hope you enjoy it. I would love to hear your thoughts and what you think. As always, feel free to reach out to me on LinkedIn or shoot me a note, al at mbaschool.com. But I really hope that this is helpful to you as you think about how to strategically manage your career in today's workplace. So listen in and let me know what you think. So many people have aspirations for wanting to thrive and be successful in their jobs and in their careers. And due to the innovation that we see with technology, the remote and distributed workplace, the ability to learn pretty much anything and everything, and how new industries and new jobs are consistently being formed, I think there are more paths and opportunities to build jobs and careers that really help people achieve their fullest potential and get what they want out of their job and out of their careers. But unfortunately, many employees, while they have the best of intentions for wanting to be successful in their career or wanting to be effective in their role, they often feel stuck or they feel frustrated. Not many people ever tell you when you're an employee how to effectively manage your career or even, for that matter, what it takes to really be effective or successful in the workplace. Oftentimes, when I talk to people who have been successful and I ask them, how did you learn how to manage your career, or how did you learn how to be successful in your career, I often hear one of two responses. Either it is, the first one is by accident, and generally by accident means by making a bunch of mistakes and potentially even doing the wrong thing to then learn the right thing. Or the other and second response I often get is, I got really lucky because I had a mentor. And I think the second one's a little bit more helpful in a lot of ways, but The reality is that many of us never really get taught how to manage our careers. And I know this firsthand from my own experience entering the workplace and trying to build my career right out of college. Coming out of college, I was bright-eyed and bushy-tailed. I really wanted to be successful. I was driven to succeed in my career. And even though I had a great education, even though I was surrounded by really smart, intelligent employees, and even though I had mentors at my disposal, I was not fully prepared for what it was going to take for me to actually manage my career or even what that meant for that matter. And I was told by other people of, hey, this is your own thing and you have to make it your own and you have to take control of it. But I never knew really what that meant. And since then, I've been on a mission to really help companies improve how they teach their employees how to manage their careers and how to help them manage their careers so they can be effective employees and effective and have build effective careers and also helping employees gain the mindsets, habits, and practices for effectively managing their careers in today's changing world of work. And so 
what I want to do in this talk is I want to share with you some of the key principles that I think are needed and relevant for managing your career in today's workplace. So just to get started, why are we here, right? Why does career management and strategically managing your career really matter today? First and foremost, employers need to help their employees with their career development. There's some researchers out there that said recently about 39% of people who left a job said so because the company wasn't offering career development opportunities. The tough part is about 94% of employees said they would stay if a company invested in their learning and development. I think the second piece is that employees more than ever have to take ownership of their careers. There was a stat put out that said about 43% of employees said that their career development took a backseat during the pandemic. And in addition to that, about two-thirds of managers are failing to support their employees on their career growth. And what that really means is that, sure, companies need to step up to the plate in terms of making career development and internal mobility a priority. And if they don't do that, employees, regardless of whether they companies do that, employees need to, if they want to achieve career success, need to really take ownership of themselves. And then I think the last trend that's happening is that our world of work is constantly changing. If the past couple of years have taught us anything, it's that change isn't going away and it's going to be here and it's going to be constant. And even if we take that from a positive spin on things in terms of innovation or new opportunities, LinkedIn just released its top jobs report and looked at some of the top and up and coming roles and titles. And it's really interesting in that 12 of the 25 hottest growing jobs weren't even job titles even five years ago. And I think all of this really points to the fact that it really is critical to have an, a sense of control as well as empowerment in developing and architecting and managing your career as a result of all of these trends as well as the opportunity that lies ahead for all of you. And the last thing I would say is that uh, there's a quote from Albert Einstein where he says, you can't use an old map to explore a new world. And I think what this underscores in today's workplace is that we really do need a new map for this new world. We need new language, new ideas and mindsets for how to think about our careers so that we can continue to evolve and thrive in this new world. Many of those old maps, while they served us well at one point in time, are not necessarily the thing that's going to help us navigate in today's workplace. So with all of that, I want to share now six principles that I've come up with to help people think about how they can manage their career in today's workplace and to also offer perhaps some suggestions about how to make some of these principles real and to help them come into life. So the first one is to identify and utilize your superpowers. So there's a lot of discussion, rightfully so, about the importance of having the right skills in order to be relevant in today's workplace, making sure that you have the requisite skills that are needed in terms of being successful in a job and also being able to upskill or reskill if for some reason your job becomes out of date or obsolete. And while that's important, I think what's more important is that really what you want to do is to figure out what you're good at, what you really enjoy doing, and to find as many ways to incorporate those things into your work. And I call this the importance of finding your superpower. And finding your superpower means having the self-awareness to identify what it is that you do really well, and then to go and utilize your job and your career as a means to use it. And doing so is going to be what helps you, but certainly also contributes to help others around you and the work that you're doing. There's 
some great research by Gallup Research that shows that when we're, we know that we're using our strengths in our job, we're more likely to be engaged and fulfilled in the work that we're doing. And that seems relatively intuitive in that if we're working on things that we actually enjoy and that we're good at, we're probably going to feel better about the work that we're doing. And the whole idea of identifying and finding your superpowers and figuring out how to use them really is honing in on those things that really make you good at what you do, that you enjoy doing, that contribute to the overall role that you're in, and just finding more ways to actually use those each and every day. And this fundamentally requires two things. First, it's really having a sense of awareness, of self-awareness, of what that superpower is. I think a lot of us have an inkling of what it is, but it also may require some reflection as well as perhaps even some feedback from others in order to actually hone in on it or to make sense of how you can use it. And the second piece of this is just being aware of how you can bring that to life in your everyday as well as in your career. And some of this is going to come from just being able to consistently ask yourself that question, to work with your manager to think about how you can incorporate into the role that you have. And I think the more that you do that, the more you're going to be able to proactively spot opportunities for being able to use that superpower. And the last piece of it is also just continuously reminding yourself and asking yourself, how am I using my superpowers? And how are my superpowers evolving? Because that can happen over time as well. So the second principle is this idea of being able to embrace agility through exploration. In a constantly changing and evolving workplace, I don't think the pace of change is going to slow down. And certainly, new industries, markets, and companies are always going to come our way. And for many of us, the next job we have We may not have even heard of that job or title or industry before. And so the question then becomes, how do you build a long-term career when the thing that you could be doing in the future doesn't even exist? I think one of the things that we need to move past and we need to evolve in terms of our thinking about our careers is that instead of looking for the quote-unquote big moments or milestones where we can prioritize career development, such as that yearly career conversation, that performance evaluation, or when you decide you want a promotion, or when your manager decides that they're going to talk to you about a promotion. Instead of just focusing on those, you should really embrace career agility and being continuously sensing and responding to your interests, your curiosities, to the experiences you're interested in, and iteratively work towards that development and growth versus trying to work in an episodic nature of when those milestones are. Now, don't get me wrong. Those milestones are important. You should absolutely participate in your company's performance evaluation process. And you certainly, if you do want to get promoted, you need to go along with those guidelines and guardrails. But I think a more agile approach, one that is more iterative in nature, one that requires, instead of thinking about some of those big moments, really thinks more about the everyday moments where you can explore things or try and test small experiments that can lead to even more opportunities that come your way, I think is a much more relevant approach just for how fast the world of work is and how it moves. And what that also means is that in some cases, you still might want to change, make a big change, like changing a new role or a new industry. But that could also mean just staying right where you are, taking on maybe a smaller experiment of a side project or a new set of responsibilities or doing a job shadow, or just going out and talking to other people in your who share the same role that you have or a role you're interested in, or 
volunteering to lead a cross-functional project or stepping up and being a part of an ERG. But all of these small bets, if you will, small experiments where you take a hypothesis that you have and you test it and you go and learn from it and you use that learning to run your next experiment. Which And over time, those things add up to perhaps maybe bigger changes that can happen. But in, instead of just waiting for those big moments, embracing agility through exploration really is about following your curiosity on an everyday basis. Okay, so the third principle is this idea of balancing what I call your inner game and your outer game. So I'm someone who loves self-reflection, and I believe strongly in the importance of self-awareness. However, as much as I want to believe that you can, it's from my experience that you cannot reflect your way into a new career. And at some point, instead of just thinking about it or keeping it internal in your head, you actually need to go out and do something. You need to go out and take action. You need to go out and engage with the outside world to go move into that new direction. Additionally, while that outer world matters, execution matters, and taking action matters, doing things for the sake of doing things or executing without a clear sense of purpose or without some inner reflection of your goals, your priorities, or your values can often lead you astray. So having the ability to balance what I call your inner game or outer game, I think is really critical. Your inner game really is about thinking, reflecting, being in touch and self-aware with your ideas, your emotions, your values, and really knowing yourself and your goals. And making sure that you're consistently taking time to reflect and discern and explore these is really critical to managing your career. But your outer game is also critical. This is about taking action and looking at the outside world, exploring options, getting feedback from others, gaining knowledge, gaining expertise, and eventually taking those actions and learning from them, which also requires some thinking. But the key here is that you actually need to balance both and you need to understand where you tend to gravitate towards and what you need to do when you're over-indexing towards one or the other. For example, I tend to be someone who tends to spend a lot of time on my inner game. And I know if I'm spending too much time there, that it is a chance for me to rotate more towards my outer game. And certainly there are other people at the other end of the spectrum who really are very action-oriented, but really need sometimes to take a step back, to level set, and to really think about what just happened before they can move forward. And so being able to balance this inner and outer game, knowing when to lean into one or the other can really be helpful towards managing your career. Hey there, it's Al, and thanks so much for listening to the MBA Insider Podcast. I wanted to take a quick break to ask you a small favor. I'm loving doing this show, and I hope you're enjoying it too. And that's where I would really love your help. If you're enjoying this episode, I would really appreciate it if you take a few minutes to leave a review and rate this podcast on Apple or Spotify or wherever you get your podcasts, or simply share it on social media or send it to a friend. I'm incredibly grateful for your support. Thank you, and let's get back to the show. Okay, the fourth principle is make career development a team sport. So if you talk to successful people who are at the pinnacle of their careers and ask them what made them successful, I think you'll find that they'll most likely talk about how they couldn't have done it alone and how they got some help from others along the way, whether those are mentors or formal sponsors or just help. And part of this is because they've embraced the idea that their career and their career growth is really a team sport and not an individual one. So think more like football or soccer and maybe less like golf. And so the reality is that all of us, we live in a world that's much bigger than ourselves. 
And each day, that bigger world includes the organizational system that we're a part of, which we know is our company. And while our ambitions and skills and work ethic, they're really critical and important to our success, it is very difficult for one person, no matter how smart, no matter how talented they are, to be bigger than a complex system or construct. But when that individual acknowledges and sees others around them, works with them to, on their goals, asks for help, lets others know about their aspirations, they can then navigate through that system and ultimately unlock their potential and achieve significantly more than if they were to do it alone. And so embracing career development as a team sport really means that you understand that you have to work hard and that you have to put in the effort and that you do still are and still are responsible for your career. But it also means that you have a willingness to engage others along the way, to ask for help, to lean on the superpowers of others and the opportunities of others, and that you're willing to put in the work to find those people and to put them on your team to help you achieve more. So this really is about really being able to build a career team, if you will, of advisors, of mentors, of peers, of people inside or outside of your organization who can provide that guidance, that feedback, that support, and that social capital to really help you navigate and manage through your career. And if you talk to anyone who has had to make significant career changes, I'm sure they will tell you just about how important it was for them in those bigger moments to have that, the team of people to support them. What I'm suggesting is that you should always have that team, whether it's those big moments or those small ones. Number five, and principle number five, is to document and share your learnings and lessons. So many of us are told that, or maybe you've heard that you need to build a personal brand or you need to quote unquote network so you can be influential. And while those things are true, a lot of times those can be challenging lessons for people to internalize and really put into action, either because they just feel a little unlike them or a little inauthentic or because they don't feel as prescriptive as they could be. But building a personal brand or being seen as influential isn't just about being known or about networking and collecting all these business cards or having all these people know who you are or having all these followers follow you on social media. Certainly they can be components of that, but it doesn't have to be. It really is about increasing the opportunities for everyone, including yourself, to achieve more as a result of your contributions. So if building a personal brand or networking isn't necessarily something that's landing for you, I'd encourage you to find ways to actually share the learnings and knowledge of your work and your career with others. First, it helps others. And when others are aware of what you have done or what you're learning, it can often help them in their job. And over the longer term, in giving them ideas, they can use those things to do their job more effectively. And this certainly helps them, but it also helps your organization in terms of it allows those best practices that you're sharing with them to be more creative, to be more innovative, and to be more productive. But what this also means is that it also helps you. When others are aware of your work and impact, when you're sharing and documenting the projects you've worked on, the lessons you've learned from them, when you're bringing people together to share knowledge or information, other people start to hear about what you're doing and the impact that you're making. That in turn, not only helps them in terms of doing their job, but it also helps you build your own credibility and your own visibility as being an expert or influential on a particular topic or discipline. And certainly it also helps your manager help you when it comes time for things like performance management or performance evaluations or helping you become more visible. So simply being able to take a look at your work, being able to document what you're doing and how it's making an impact 
And then sharing that work or even just the learnings from it can really help you build credibility and expertise and can also be just another way to build a personal brand in a way that is a little bit more authentic. And I think in today's world, particularly with the digital tools and technologies that we have, it's never been easier to find other people who are interesting and who share some of your interests or some of your professional similarities. And so being able to figure out the things that you want to share and then being able to actually find other people to share them with can help you not only build relationships in your brand, but also help you find more opportunities that you would not have been able to get if you weren't engaging with the outside world. And the last principle for managing your career and your career growth is to build habits and practices for career growth. As I said before, your career is your own and only you can decide uniquely the direction you want to take it in and what you want to make of it. So in addition, though, to be fully engaged in whatever your company's performance evaluation process is or whatever career development resources that they have, you should also proactively implement consistent practices and habits that can fuel your own career growth. By putting in place a set of habits and practices for intentional growth, you can make sure that you're working towards a vision for your career that's rooted in what you want and what your interests are and what your goals are. And the analogy I like to give is that to think of your career development like an operating system. If you're not familiar, an operating system is what ensures your smartphone or your computer to run smoothly and effectively, right? It is the infrastructure that supports all of the software and apps on your phone and ensures that they can run smoothly and execute all the commands that you need your phone or your computer to do. And similarly, your career will run smoothly and effectively when you have an infrastructure of consistent habits and practices that fuel career growth where you don't even have to think about them because you're just doing them automatically. So for example, if you have consistent habits and practices around building relationships, right? Such as conducting informational interviews with people whose job you're curious about or intentionally meeting with people who work in your organization or committing to attending a monthly ERG meeting. If you bake those into your operating system, over time, you'll just consistently show up and do them. And that can lead to potential opportunities down the road. Or perhaps it's another habit of taking the time at each event of a quarter or a major milestone to reflect on how much you're using your superpowers in your role, or taking the time at the end of the quarter to document your wins from that quarter or the work that you're doing. But getting into a regular and consistent practice of these habits is what really makes sure that your operating system is running and staying relevant and up to date. And so from here, it's really about what are those career practices and habits that I want to put in place that just become part of my own infrastructure for how I manage my career. And that way, you don't necessarily have to rely on those big episodic moments to make those massive changes, but you just have that operating system running all along for you. So in a perfect world, I think we would teach every employee and every student the mindset and practices for managing their career before and during the, when they enter the workplace so that everyone has the tools they need to thrive and manage their career in today's world of work. Unfortunately, we're not there yet, but I think we are starting to move the conversation forward and the dialogue is really shifting to make sure that people have more opportunities to learn and to actually develop their careers as we evolve in this changing world of work. And whether we're just trying to get by in the workplace 
whether we're going to thrive, whether we want to advance in our jobs and our careers, our work and our careers is where we spend a lot of time. And the more that we can provide tools like these for people to manage them, I think the more we can make a positive impact in the lives of employees. And so these are my six principles for how you can manage your career in today's workplace. I'd love to hear what you think of these. And if you have any suggestions for other principles that you might include, or how many of these you want to actually put into practice on your own. Hi, everyone. LD here. And thank you so much for listening to the MBA Insider Podcast. If you liked what you heard, make sure to head over to Apple Podcasts and to write a review. It will only take 15 seconds. I'd also love to hear what you've been listening to on the podcast and any suggestions you have for how we can improve. Find me on LinkedIn or head over to mbaschooled.com backslash podcast.